Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Board Game Breakout Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to dive deep into a single mechanic or feature that makes a board game compelling. My name is Aaron, I'm your host, and I thank you for being here. Each episode, we start by looking at a board game-related feature topic before breaking out and examining a board game mechanic. In this episode, we're going to break out a mechanic in the game Stay Cool. This is uh, first for the podcast, as this is our first party game. Normally, party games aren't known for their deep mechanics or interesting mechanics, but there's something that Stay Cool does that I really love and that sets it apart and makes it really special. If you've listened to the show before, you know that I'm only interested in really interesting mechanics that change a game or do something really off the wall or something unexpected that adds to the experience. So I hope you'll stick around and hear about the mechanic I want to break out here and stay cool. Before we get to our feature topic, I do want to formally announce that yes, as you might have noticed, we've changed our name. The Board Game Breakdown is gone. Long live the Board Game Breakout. I'm sorry for the shift. Uh, Hopefully it hasn't made it too difficult to find the podcast, but it was a change that had to be made. I discovered that shortly before I launched the podcast, but after I had done research about it and kind of prepped the name, someone else had launched a website and a YouTube review page also called Board Game Breakdown. They seem like lovely people. No one from over there has said anything to me. It was nothing like that. In fact, we both probably could have forged on with a name, but they legitimately had it first, and I didn't want to do anything to cause confusion or hurt either of our brands. So making the change seemed like the right thing to do. I love the new name. I think the new logo is wonderful, and I hope you're ready for more of the same deep dives into board game mechanics. But first, let's get to our feature topic. Our feature topic for this episode is party time. Since we're breaking new ground here by breaking down a mechanic from a party game, I thought it was only fitting to spend some time in the feature topic looking at party games and talking about party games in general. I'm often accused by my roommate of not liking party games, which I contend is a completely unfair accusation. But what I will admit is that I struggle to find the best way to fit a party game into a board game night. I think if we're really gonna do a deep dive and just open up my truest feelings on the matter, I think that a big part of me believes that party games aren't exactly the same as board games. I can play Quacks of Quedlinburg or Merchant's Cove. That's a board game. But Pictionary, it's a party game. It's a completely different situation. So I think that the reason why some people may think that I'm anti-party game is because I just view them as such a different animal. To me, it's not the easiest thing to fit a party game into a board game night. And when given the choice between playing a board game and playing a party game, I'd always rather play a board game. You know me by now, you know what I'm into. I love mechanics. Give me a board game with some cool mechanics, some good strategic decisions, and I'm as happy as can be. Party games normally just don't offer the same thing. Now, let's take that thought and spin it in a positive direction. What do party games offer? If you've ever played a good party game, the answer to this is easy. They offer laughter. Some of my best memories of being around a table with people playing games comes from moments in party games when we all just died of laughter. I'll never forget my sister revealing a t-shirt design during a game of Say Anything that put everyone in the room into a fit of laughter. We were falling out of our chairs. We've had to pause the timer multiple times in games of Time's Up Title Recall because something that was said or done caused everyone in the game to laugh so hard we just couldn't carry on with the round. 
my most recent play of Stay Cool, the party game we'll be talking about later on in the episode, we had one of the funniest moments ever in it. And again, it just had everyone dying of laughter. I treasure these memories and I really do admire the power that party games have to create these amazing moments. As a matter of fact, this feels like a great moment to talk about my five favorite party games of all time. At number five, you have Say Anything. In this party game, each player has a dry erase board. On each turn, one person is the active player and they read a card with some sort of a prompt on it, like, what's the best leisure activity? Now, all the other players have to write an answer, but the catch is you're trying to write an answer that the active player will pick as their favorite. So I don't wanna write something that will just appeal to me. I wanna write something that will appeal to them. After everyone has written, they reveal their answers and the active player secretly chooses their favorite. But before they reveal their choice, all the other players bet on which answer they think the active player chose. It's a fun little system, but overall, this game hinges major on one thing you gotta ask yourself one question are the people you're playing with funny if the answer is yes then say anything is one of the best party games around because you know that no matter what the prompt is people are going to come up with some ridiculous and hilarious responses that's how say anything works in my group we don't even care about winning we just care about making everyone at the table crack up but if you play this with people who aren't funny the game really doesn't work well and it can be a bore. People will get the what's the best leisure activity question and you'll get a table full of responses like read a book or watch Netflix. There's just nothing fun or funny about it. So if you've got the right group, this one is great. At number four, I've got bang the dice game. Now, now don't start. Board Game Geek says it's a party game. So I'm gonna use it here. Like most people I know, I've grown really tired of hidden role games over the years and social deduction games. These style of games generally just feel like a chore to me. But Bang the Dice game is so simple and easy to play that it supersedes that. You've got a hidden role and you're either trying to protect the sheriff or killing him through rolling this big handful of dice. It's a lot of fun and it led to one of my favorite board game memories ever when my own brother had me completely convinced he was my deputy, only to reveal in the final moment that he wasn't, as he gunned me down, I was playing the sheriff, he guns me down, revealing his betrayal, his masterful betrayal, and he wins the game. I was so shocked to discover that he wasn't actually my deputy, that after he killed me, I stood up from the table and I walked out the back door of the house. It's the most stunned I've ever felt from a board game. It was just this shocking, hilarious moment. Everyone in the room is dying of laughter. And I was just standing on the back porch, kind of laughing, but also just in shock for a moment. It was a great memory, a great gameplay experience that everyone loved. And just one of the ways in which this game can be special. I know we can argue a lot about whether or not this is actually a party game, but one thing I'll say is that if you have a group of gamers who are hesitant to dive into party games, this is a great mixture of board games and party games. It might be a good way to get your players to dip their toe into full-on party games. My number three favorite party game is Stay Cool. Now I'll be talking about a mechanic from this game later on in the episode, so I don't want to say too much about it here. Just listen on and you'll see how and why this game has worked its way into my top five party games list. At number two, you have Scattergories. Yes, it's old and yes, it's a mainstream game, but a good game is a good game and this is a good game. 
I think what I love about Scattergories is just how far reaching this is. You can play it with non-gamers, you can play it with old people, you can play it in big groups, on teams. There's a ton of situations to which this game just adapts like a champ with ease. If you've never played it, Scattergories gives each person a list of categories. It'll have a list with things like items in a refrigerator and US presidents. And then a dice is rolled to choose a letter. Let's say the letter R is rolled. Then a timer starts and you have to go down this list of categories and try to come up in, with an answer that starts with the letter R. The catch is if you and another person have the same answer, neither of you get a point. So you're encouraged to try to reach beyond any obvious answers. It's a ton of fun and just talking about it makes me want to dig up my copy and play sometime soon. I haven't played it in ages, but it's just so much fun I was introduced to this game a long time ago, but it really still holds up all these years later. And now it's time for number one, my favorite party game of all time, and it is Time's Up Title Recall. Like a lot of people, when it comes to party games, I find that nothing can touch the sheer fun and brilliance of Time's Up Title Recall. In this game, you play in teams of two, and on your turn, you're either giving or receiving clues and trying to guess what they are. So I might say a popular TV show where the characters were trapped on an island after a plane crash. And if you were my partner, hopefully you'd say lost and we'd get a point. And that's great and straightforward, but once the deck of cards has been gone through, it gets reshuffled for round two. In round two, you only get to give a single word as a clue. So now I might say plane and you have to remember the previous round and try to connect my one word with the previous answers. So you say lost, and again, we get a point. Now, fast forward to the final round, and the game takes another unexpected turn. In round three, you can't say anything when giving clues. So now I just stick my arms out and pretend like they're wings, and I kind of lean back and forth and then pretend to crash into the table with my whole torso. And it's up to you to realize I just pantomimed a plane crashing and to remember the previous rounds and to say lost. The amount of hilarious, ridiculous moments that spin out of this game are endless. It really is such a simple, brilliant design. Even if you're bad at this game, that's super funny too. I played in one game where the answer was Elvis. So in the third round, when you couldn't say anything when giving clues, a person just stood up and started trying to shake their hips and do the famous Elvis dance moves. And it was just about the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. I think the rest of us in the room just about died of laughter that night. It's really one of my favorite party game memories. Now, there is one problem with Time's Up Title Recall, and it's a major problem. The game is heavily weighted toward knowledge and clues from the late to early 2000s. Common answers are things like Seinfeld and Jay Leno. And while some of the cards are timeless, a lot of them are really dated. This becomes a huge issue if you want to play the game with anyone under the age of 30 because they're just not going to have nearly as much exposure to the things on these cards as someone over the age of 30 has. That puts younger players at a massive disadvantage when playing this game. I've actually spent a little time modernizing my copy of Time's Up so I can play it with my nephews who are 17 and 20. I feel like getting rid of some of the really dated references that aren't valid anymore and adding in some more modern stuff will rebalance the game and make it work much better. I really wish this is something that the publisher would do themselves. Maybe a refresh pack of cards every five years I know I'd buy it in an instant. I'm sure a ton of people would. So keep that in mind 
if you're looking for this game or wanting to play it. But with that caveat out of the way, Time's Up Title Recall really is an amazing experience and just a wonderful game. So there you go, my five favorite party games. I still come back to this issue I have where board games and party games clash a bit. But after talking about these games and, and kind of reminiscing about my five favorites, I guess I really do need to work and try and find the right mix of, of party games and board games for my game nights. These games are really fun. They offer something unique and just a lot of laughter. It's tough for me to bump a full-fledged board game and give its time slot to a party game, but I think it might be worth it at least every once in a while. But now, let's take a look at a mechanic in the party game, Stay Cool. Stay Cool is a three to seven player game designed by Julian Sentis and published in 2019 by Yellow. It currently sits at 2,974th rank overall on Board Game Geek. It's also ranked 124th in the party game category on Board Game Geek. In this party game, players take turns answering trivia questions. The more correct answers you get on your turn, the more points you earn. But there are a few major twists. First of all, you're being asked questions by two people at the same time. While those asking questions aren't allowed to speak at the same time, the rules encourage them to pelt you with the questions repeatedly as rapidly as possible. So already you're faced with a big challenge to do as the title says and stay cool as you're taking in the two separate questions. The next twist is the fact that you answer one of the people verbally, but to answer the other person, you have to spell out your answer on a set of dice that have letters on them. Neither of these twists on their own sound too difficult, but the pressure mounts because of the mechanic that I wanna break out and talk about today, the timer. You're not just answering leisurely, you're on the clock and have to be as quick as you can if you wanna score points. But like great party games that came before it, such as Time's Up Title Recall, Stay Cool does something very brilliant and very fun. It changes how the timer works in each round. In round one, one player at the table is responsible for flipping the timer over for you. It's a 30 second timer that gets flipped three times, giving you a total of two minutes of time. In round one, it's no big deal. Sure, there's time pressure, and you've got your brother on one side of you asking, how many vowels are in the word consonant? And your best friend is on the other side, immediately asking, what part of a tree is beneath the ground? And you're trying to sound out the word consonant while spelling the word root on dice. But overall, round one is survivable. Then comes round two. The question asking and answering works the same, but oh, the timer the timer is not the same. In round two, the timekeeper only flips the timer if you ask them to. Simple enough, right? Just keep an eye on it, wait until it's perfectly about to run out, tell them to flip it and get your full two minute turn. Except you've got two people hounding you with questions. You're trying to do a number sequence in your head while building a dice pyramid because yeah, sometimes the dice questions are actually dice dexterity challenges. And before the word timer even enters your brain, the whole table gleefully yells, time's up. 
and they laugh at you because you forgot to tell the timekeeper to flip. That means you ended up with a 30 second turn instead of the full two minute turns. One of my favorite party game moments took place in this exact scenario. If you listened to my 60 minute game design challenge, a few episodes ago, then you met Chris who co-hosted that game with me. Well, Chris is the master of stay cool. It's like he was born to excel at this game and in previous plays, he had crushed us. But on one fateful night, Chris's poor brain was so tied up in trying to answer questions that in round two, he never even glanced at the timer and got stopped cold after just 30 seconds. The whole table lost it as this stay cool titan was brought low by the mighty timer and its wacky round two rules. It was a seriously great moment, sullied slightly by the fact that Chris went on to still narrowly pull off a victory anyways, but I try to forget that part of the story. But there's another twist when you get to the third and final round in stay cool. In this round, you are still responsible for having to tell the timekeeper to flip the timer for you. The new catch? Now the timer is hidden from you and you have to go completely on instinct and blind luck to try and be efficient with flipping it. And don't forget, you're being brain drained trying to answer questions on dice and vocally by two people who are doing their best to keep you distracted. Pulling off even one efficient flip of the timer in this round is a heroic feat. The most common thing you see is the active player say to flip it far too early, giving themselves a really short amount of sand that runs out way faster than they expect. One of the reasons why this mechanic is worthy of the podcast is because without it, this would be just another party game. Answer some questions, have a few laughs, move on. But the timer puts so much pressure on you and is just enough to tip your brain into overload, making this one of the funnest, most difficult party games you'll ever play. Stay Cool is perfectly named because if you can pull that off and keep your focus, you'll win for sure. But doing so is way harder than you think thanks to the timer. My hat is, goes off to the designers of this one because I love that they took something as simple as a 30 second sand timer and found a way to make it the star of their design. As you can tell, I love this game and I highly recommend it for anyone who enjoys party games. At just 25 bucks on Amazon, this is a must pick up in my opinion. As we near the end of the episode, I always like to mention a game I'm looking forward to playing soon. This time around, it's Lost Ruins of Arnak. Yeah, I know, it's old news, get with the times, but I've actually only ever played Arnak once, and honestly, I wasn't that impressed. The game felt incredibly restrictive, I was barely able to add anything interesting to my deck, and it felt like the only winning strategy was to race up those investigation tracks as quickly as possible. I don't know, for the game being so well-loved and highly rated, I think I expected to be blown away by it, and I just wasn't. But I know that sometimes a first play doesn't tell the whole story, and lately I've really been wanting to get this one back to the table for a second try. Make sure that you're following the show on Instagram at BG Breakout. You can find us there and I post up a lot about my gameplays. I'll be sure to post up anything about my second playthrough of Arnak and let you all know how it went. As we're right in the midst of the holiday season here, I'm excited about some things happening on the show. We're just two episodes away from another 60 minute game design challenge. 
I can't wait to do another one of those. If you missed the first one, this is a challenge where myself and a friend get a random theme and have 60 minutes to come up with a relatively finished board game design idea. The first one went really well, and I'm committed to doing the whole process unedited. So you'll hear every bad idea, every awkward pause. It's a really fun way to break up our usual programming here. So I hope you'll enjoy the next one we do. I'm already nervous about what theme we're going to get. Our first theme was escaping MMA fighters, which was tough, but we ended up coming up with a pretty great game, I think. So I feel like surely we can get an easier theme this next time. And then as we get to the end of the year and move into 2023, my first show of the new year will be my first ever top 10 games. I've never done my top 10 before. This is not just a top 10 of the year. It's my top 10 all time list. I'm already agonizing over the list and trying to justify some games over others, but I'm excited to share it with all of you. It doesn't really look like your typical board gamers top 10. There are some of those big time beloved games that I've either just never been exposed to or I have a distaste for. So I think you're gonna find my list varied and exciting. But that's enough out of me. The episode is over. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. I hope you're having a great holiday season. Please remember to take time over the coming month and a half to relax, de-stress, focus on the purpose of the season and not just all the cooking and present buying and all the obligations that come along with this time of year. Be safe, take care of yourselves, and I'll see you in the next one.